0: Hey, welcome to Sketch Magazine. I'm Robert. I'm back with Chris. I'm Chris. Hello. Hey, Chris. How you doing? Doing pretty good. How about you? Good. Uh, Last week, we discussed whether it was character or stories. Mm -hmm. So uh, this week, we sort of played around and discussed, and we decided to say the next step is, of course, with a comic book, you have the ability to control the look of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's uh, you're drawing it, you're the artist. Um, I wouldn't want to be the writer, the artist. No, wait a minute. I've done that before. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I, I I don't want to do that anymore. Um, it's just too many, too, too many jobs. Um, but say that's then if you're the artist then you already know the look and feel that you want. But mm-hmm. if you're going out to find an artist. So like, you've got two projects and they look different. Danger Tours looks different than Freaks and Gods, which looks different from Unit Prime. So all three yeah. of your main in books here all have a different feel to them. So right. what, what made you, uh, okay. It's bring up Danger Tours. Okay. What made you bring up, go with that type of style with Danger Tours? Cause
1: it's, it's an all, in all ages, Okay. Book. And um, I just think that it's the stories are also kind of whimsy and, and ridiculous. So
0: it, it's, it, fun. it's fun. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. a yeah. fun book. Right. Yes, yeah. and,
0: it
1: is. And I, I just wanted that cartoon, like it was a cartoon from Saturday morning or right. um, on paper. Um, mm-hmm. and if it was too serious over, if it was hyper rendered and too realistic, um, right. I think the characters would be kind of creepy if they were drawn like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe one, maybe a dog head, you know, it's got a cylinder for a head. I mean, that's okay. kind of creepy. But yeah. yeah, so that was the whole point of that was to try okay. to keep it fun and whimsy. Um with um Unit Primes, which is an old book. I'm surprised you even mentioned it.
0: Oh, I love Unit Primes.
1: <laughs> um the first one was by a guy named uh Federico Zumal Fed. I remember Federico? Name, I yes. Uh and his style was just I wanted something different. I wanted the book to have feeling and emotion, and I wanted the art to, to do that. Right his, right. his stuff just jumped at me. But then the second volume, I hired a guy by the name of uh, Giuseppe D'Alia, which is the guy who did danger tours for me. Right. He's now working on Freaks and Gods with me, so he's quite versatile.
0: He is. His style is yeah. very versatile.
1: Right. And with Freaks and Gods, it's a classic superhero type book. So I wanted yeah. the big and the bold and the you know. Mm-hmm. Exciting, but you
0: colorful. you still went with that early superhero look for it. To, that's that was the concept, right? Right. What's, yeah. Well, so you get that golden age, silver age.
1: Okay. So you know that's the going thing. The I, the always, I always. Okay, I know what you're yeah. saying, but it it isn't like I'm going for that look. Really. That's. My look, <laughs> I, I it, know he, he draws <laughs> it a certain way, very superhero comic booky. I'm the anchor mm-hmm. on that book. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who adds super huge thick lines and yeah, you is. know, because that's just my my style,
0: right? Right. So
1: with the writing, if I'm going to write a superhero book, that's to me what a comic book superhero book should be, just like that.
0: <laughs> I, I guess what I'm getting at—it's not image look. It's not the 90s image, which then has taken over the world for the past 30 years, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a a pre-90s type style. Early George, George Perez, you know, where they uh, weren't doing all the hacking yeah. and everything, where you had inkers. Yeah. Had oh, yeah. I love George Perez. He's, a, he's um,
1: a, a, a idol, an artist idol of mine.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, you get the heavier inkers who inked George early on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. I mean, I, I see that. I guess just because it has that that golden age, silver age feel, you know, mm-hmm. you sort of pull that off in the coloring, also. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So, so yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think. I I can't say I went after I went after friends to draw comics for me more than right. I went after styles. Um, I was lucky to work with Brad Gorby early on with Blood and Roses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I worked with a couple other artists on Blood and Roses. Um, I was lucky to land Greg Land as some mm-hmm. of his first work with Storm Quest. He then went on and had a wonderful career at Marvel and DC. Um, and then I worked off and on with Mitch Bird. I love Mitch's work. Oh yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... I can't say I exactly went after a certain look or style. Um, definitely whoever I could find, a friend who hey, let's do these couple issues. Yeah, sure. So except Frederico, Frederico. Yeah. Uh yeah, he did an issue of Blood and Roses, and yeah, I inked it. it. Oh!
1: I warned you. <laughs> you, <laughs> well, you did. Yeah, that book was in production for two years, wasn't it? Because yeah. I I had a baby yeah.
0: <laughs> who came along it, the way. It was like, you'd ink something, you'd go, oh, that's a hand.
1: Okay. <laughs> no, that happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was holding onto a bag or something, but no, it was
0: his hand. He was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I did that too. And I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. it, it sort of, his stuff sort of developed in the inks. Right. And uh only thing is that he can't draw T-Rexes.
1: No. horrible job with T Rexes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they like, they like
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: They look like
0: they like Barney, yeah, they look like little stuffed T Rexes running yeah, around. Adorable, which is not I, what you were doing. Like no, no, we want it scary, <laughs> oh, we don't yeah. want adorable, so but uh, yeah, I mean, so I guess to find an artist and a look for what your book, you got to s- sort of have a feel, you gotta almost put your marketing hat on and go mm-hmm. okay where is this going like you all ages so you had a certain look for danger tours um your sci-fi stuff you, you know unit primes you know you had a feel for that too um so and then definitely with your freaks and gods you have that niche market that you've been able to reach to you have your supporters out there on social medias mm-hmm. and stuff who really like that style oh. so i, I, I <laughs> so I, i'm guessing What you got to do is almost put your marketing hat on at this point. So now you've got your characters and story, hopefully moving forward. And you got to say, okay, who can I sell this to? This is what I want to do. Who can I market this to? Is it to an all ages group? Is it to a traditional superhero sci-fi group? Is it a public domain group is it a fantasy like elf quest you know that type of thing you gotta put your hat on and decide where you go where you want to do this and and first of all when you do this you got to do this so you're happy with where it's going you can't right. do it because there's more money there you can't do it because you know it's just you've got when you, when you're working on a project you got to do it because you want to be happy with it because you yeah. want to work on it. Not because it's, Oh, I can go make hundred thousand dollars over there.
1: Chances on you. Won't. Guess what?
0: It'll never get done. <laughs> right. And yeah, there's no money like that out there. Well,
1: the other um, thing is that if you're creating for um, a fad, you're just going to be one of a thousand other books that are doing that or yes. you might actually miss it. Yes. You might miss the timing of the fad. Now, here you are. You're the uh, superhero. You're, you're, you're like the 1500th
0: superhero toaster book out on the market. 15th? That's probably 15th. 150th. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. You can miss the fad and miss that whole thing. Um, So you, you just need to think about where you're going to be happy putting in. Because this is a lot of time. Oh, yeah. I mean. You know, by the time you create this and you write it and then you get the art back and then you got to do, you know, you got to get the inks or do the inks, whichever you're doing. And then the coloring and then the production. I mean, so much time that people just don't realize how much investment it is um, that you just got to enjoy where it's going to go and realize what kind of market. So, you know, you got to look at, is there a financial market out there that's going to support what you want to do? If that's what you want. If it's just saying, mm-hmm. I want to build this no matter what, and I'll support it, which I've done, uh, <laughs> then go with it. Um, but if you reach out and you're getting an artist, you need to make sure they, this is something they want to draw. Right. This is something they want to be involved in. First thing I ask is, is, okay, are you going to be happy doing this? Because if they're not happy doing this, they're not going to make the time to complete it. And I I have ran into that several times of an artist agreeing to do something. They want to do it. Somebody I've known for a long time or somebody I just met. And then it's not their cup of tea or something else comes out or they have a squirrel moment or I, I don't know. But they never seem to complete the work that they start. And right. so that means our com- my comic doesn't get completed. And that's one of the oh, reasons yeah. that that um, Paradox Wars 2 probably will not come out. And why I've taken that whole concept and moved it over to video game market. Right. Because I've got the whole thing written, and but yet the artist who had a devastating thing happen to him,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: that was over a year and a half ago, yeah. And it just never seems to come back around and now typical artist doesn't answer calls.
1: Whoa, or well, I answer calls and email.
0: You're not typical. No, no. <laughs> I mean one who has no interest in doing the project. When I say I know that. what you mean. That's I know. I know. that's I what I meant. Right. Yeah. Um, okay.
1: Yeah. I got nothing to I got nothing to add on that. Because <laughs> I've I've only hired um three artists in this journey of mine. Oh, hold it, four, I lied. Four. Um, And only one of them was like, if I had done another book with that particular person, I think I would be telling the exact same story.
0: Right, right. But you knew when to end it.
1: But yeah, it was done. I I was already, he had finished the issue and we were already talking about another one and I'm like, "Ah."
0: it's amazing. One of the projects was Camelot Forever. Mm-hmm. And the artist came on, did some pages, did a few illustrations, did some characters. Okay, There was some money exchange that was work was never done. Yeah. And it went on for a while. And finally, I lost interest in doing it as a comic because I'm like, you know, right. it's not gonna follow through. So then I let it sit for a while and then decided to do novels with it. And that's you know, came out forever. Lancelot's right. Redemption, and then this the summer came out forever, Pendragon's Return comes out. This was the comic book and the, and everything that was done. I just, Bill Nichols and I expanded it, took it in other directions. So I, I personally had the same thing happen to me with Paradox Wars. We did the Kickstarter last year, did the first issue, Mitch Bird artwork, mm-hmm. reached out to an artist. He did, some, he did a beautiful pinup up for it that we used there in the Kickstarter. You inked it. You mm-hmm. did the art direction on that. And then just can't seem to get the ball going on issue two. He's had it for over a year. Yeah. So it's sort of like, and, and Paradox Wars, for me, that's my superhero universe. It's like bringing oh, yeah. everybody I've ever created and throwing it into my, you know, infinite crisis type thing with Paradox Wars and just having fun with them. So then, you know, I'm looking at going, okay, what am I going to do? And I, I decided, for people who don't know, I own a video game store, a retro video game store. So I'm surrounded by tens of thousands of games daily. Yeah. You know, and in the past year, we've been using reaching out and selling more of the indie game guys, the guys who produce their own games. They, It's like comics. They write, they draw, they get a look and feel for that game. And they produce it. Um, so I decided to take the paradox words and go make a game. And that you guys are gonna hear more and more about that as the mm-hmm. next few months comes down the line. So we wrapping this back around. Make sure you get an art. If you're reaching out and you're getting an artist and an inker and colors, make sure they're gonna fulfill their commitment because right. it will hurt you personally hurts you personally. It, it can really drain and weigh down on you when things don't move forward and then you start second-guessing yourself or want to do yeah. something, which I've done now twice with two projects. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and, you know, Also what it does is it also could potentially help make you lose the love for something that like, you know, I was bitten by the comic book bug when I was 10 and that right. was just a couple of years ago. <laughs> Okay. All right. I'll go with that. And um, yeah, there are times where this kind of starts to weigh on you, and then you're like, "Oh, this whole thing." Oh my god. And that could be that could be. I don't want to say tragic because that's kind of a heavy word for this, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a, it just drains you. So you're right. Make sure that yeah. whoever you have to hire is is, is going to be on board.
0: Right. And i mean it happened twice to me and i went right. i took two projects in two different directions from comics and i love comics i mean just like you i've been producing comics for 30 years i mean yeah. i created a company with blue line that sell art supplies to artists and we did sketch magazine for for the comic art so i absolutely love comics i love creating comics i love sharing about great comics um but it would just get to a point that i'm like okay I love creating comics and stuff, but I also love creating. So we'll have to wrap back around is what else you can do. And we can discuss other avenues that we have moved into, but definitely get a team together Mm -hmm. that will follow through. um, Try with a short story. Uh, Maybe that might be a good thing. You know, eight pages, 10 pages. Um, You can always use short stories somewhere whether it's an intro or or back end of a story or something you put on the internet. um, You can, so, and then see how quickly that comes together. And then, you know, if it works out for you, great. If not, then you're going to change the wheels. This, this is a team effort. Right. And what you're trying to build is a team. You're building Mm -hmm. a team that's going to create comics, and you got to put all the right pieces together and sometimes when it works great when it don't you remove that piece and you bring somebody else in and you just try to move forward
1: um absolutely one thing i would say is that if you're going to do the art yourself Mm -hmm. right which is, is fantastic yeah i mean i mean you have control over the look more than anything else however you also have to a step back i i did this early on take a step back and say okay w- where am i deficient and right okay. off the bat it's penciling i am um, i draw very very cartoony and i know you're like well hey wait you hired someone for danger tours who draws cartoony second thing is i draw really slow right <laughs> like really slow like i i i hem and haul over everything and you know then photoshop i can move things or i so I did, I, you have to find somebody. Like if you know if you're showing your art on groups or to friends, and, and they're like, "Wow, that's really great," but I keep seeing this thing that keeps reoccurring. Well, maybe you might need to find someone who colors better than, than you do, or right. give you some tips on lettering. Um, yeah, it, don't don't bring um, don't bring too much of an ego into it when you're trying to get your vision out there, because once it's done, and your book is out there. People get it. They'll, they'll see it. They'll Go! Wow, that's that's right. you, and you brought these people along, kicking and screaming, and they helped.
0: Yeah. The <laughs> key know? thing, key thing you said was get it done.
1: Oh yeah! Don't be. That's re- that's. The I think we talked last week thing. about rewriting and rewriting.
0: Yes. Yeah. You got to get it done. Uh, I don't know when we were doing a lot of touring. I'd see these creators, and they'd be bringing me their newest project, and yeah, they were self drawing and stuff like that. I'd see them at the same show the next year and they'd only add a few more pages. And I'm like, you, you got to get this out Mm -hmm. and move on to the next thing and move on to the next things. I said, a lot of it was beautiful work, but they were spending so much time doing all this beautiful pinup work. They weren't getting any stories out. They weren't building. And you've got to do that. Mm -hmm. You've got to build a fan base for your team, for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, It it helps you, it pats you on the back, makes you feel good. It helps keep you motivated Mm -hmm. when you've got people behind you pushing and, you know, saying, Hey, you know, I want to see it. I want to see what's next. Um, So yeah, it's important, but you got to complete it to build that fan base.
1: And I like what you said, because I
0: I also decided I was not going to illustrate. I was too slow, too picky. Wasn't happy with the style. I could ink better than I could illustrate. So when I had to, I taught myself inking, you no know, brush pen like we all do. I'm um, going to have a converter over to digital inks. I, I just... Whoo,
1: Come over to the dark side. Dark
0: side. Um, yeah, I just... And I really, with what we're doing, moving into video games, I don't know how much inking... There's going to be a lot of Photoshop work. I know there's a lot right. of Photoshop work in it. And so my specialty has always been production.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know illustration as far as production and putting stuff together like that. Um, so definitely put your marketing hat on, look at where you want this thing to go. Who do you want to read it? Where do you think you can sell it? These are things you got to ask yourself as you're building your team, as you're completing putting in the pencil the anchor, if you're just a writer, then you've got to put all these pieces together. Yeah, you know Yeah, exactly. that, um,
1: that would be terrifying just to be the writer. I'm sorry. you got to bring all I these agree. people in. I, I, mean, agree. I, I mean, agree. I get stuff from Pencilers. And I'm like, well, I don't like how that looks. I can fix it. Right. <laughs> you know, but. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But there's some of them out there that do that. I, I think yeah. it's the hardest way to go is coming in as just a writer. Right. I think, I mean, you have to have a writer to begin. So that's mm-hmm. one of the most important things. But you've got, I think as a writer, you've got to build some other skills too. You've mm-hmm. got to either do production, which I think just about anybody can figure out, a little Photoshop enough where they could do lettering and, you know, setting things up for print yeah. and uh, some minor coloring, minor coloring correction and stuff um so yeah I, it, golly just right I, I, I don't know yeah yeah you better have a big wallet if that's the way you're coming into it that's all i
1: know uh, right yeah
0: yeah because we, we decided at the beginning of this we weren't going to discuss pricing
1: nope but i don't i don't want to
0: it, it's not cheap you can't make so you, you just yeah. You just know going in that you're putting in all this money. And see, that should play a part of you picking out the style and where you're going to take this. Is how much money are you willing to put in, you know? Because everybody would start a studio and say, well, just come and draw for me and we'll split it. Or you own part of it. And come in and ink it. And that falls apart so many times. Oh,
1: yeah. And yes. you know,
0: I couldn't tell you how many studios and people that I know who now have trouble, you know, I saw it with a few months ago and I'm like, well, why don't you do that book you were doing, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Why don't you just do something with it? He goes, well, so-and-so has a little bit of the rights and so-and-so has a little bit of the rights and they're not talking to each other. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, yeah. seriously?
1: Yeah. yeah. Right. Ugh. Not, not yeah. the way
0: I'm going to create now. No, no. no.
1: I, I forgot what I was going to say. I had a really cool point. Or at least I thought it was cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it'll show. It'll come back
1: around. We'll, we'll, we'll move on another. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: Yeah. You'll know when when Chris raises his hands. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, oh, yeah.
1: Mr. Kata. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I mean, there's so many factors to where, you know, we started this off of. That. I remember now. Oh, there I you go. I thought we'd we get there.
1: That, oh, yeah, when you said factors, one of the factors you pointed out was like where you want to sell it. Yes. And where you want to sell it um, is going to denote how it's made and the sizes. Like yes. um, we were talking a, well, a couple of weeks ago about comic strips.
0: Yes. You mm-hmm. could
1: do the traditional or. You could do yes. Webtoons, which is more square, Panel. linear, yeah. where it goes yeah. down. Yeah. Yes. So that's different. So if you, mm-hmm. you know, have pages and weird shaped panels, and you suddenly decide you want to do Webtoons. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of Photoshop uh, ahead in your future.
0: Yes, you do. Right. Yes, you. Now, there's stuff um, a few years ago I followed a gentleman Brad Geiger. Okay. Um, he publishes like online he publishes his his online strips
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and it's usually a three panel strip two panel strip or something and then he takes those and builds comics with them oh and he sells you know prints them in comics and graphic novels right so yeah there's a lot of production there and i'm sure there's a lot of thoughts of as he's building the strips and so how it's going to look on a page and page breaks and turns and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of thoughts to that too. Right. Um, or you go traditional comics and you take them to, I would say comicology, but they're moving over to Amazon publishing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to see how that turns out. And I'm sure we'll have a discussion about that. Um, but yeah, Um. Yeah, there's so many areas. The good thing is there's so many areas you can go with it, but you've really got to think this is a crucial point of determining what direction you want to go. I think if I if I had a young young person come to me and say I want to make comics, I'm going to go. Okay, can you fund it? Mm -hmm. Okay, and they go, you know, that's what most of them go. (laughs) Sure, I guess. I would probably suggest they go do a uh, strip because it's yeah. two or three panels. You can publish it a couple times a week. It gets you into production mode. It gets you into creating on a regular basis so that you hit that. It also builds your readership. It builds right. you a following. Um, so, you know, I, that's where I would go. And then knowing that you're going to take all these and you're going to build your comics so you can get multiple products out of this. You get your online crowd Mm -hmm. source. So at the beginning of this, you know, I I would personally, and it's a way that you can start off with this team. And if this person doesn't work out, you pull them out, you plug somebody else in, but Mm -hmm. the team keeps producing on a regular basis and everything. So if I was starting over and we had the internet, if I was starting over, (laughs) which we didn't have when I originally started. (laughs) um or much less internet publishing um i would probably start off that way i mean i published Uh, claysways.com i think it's out there anymore we were doing a weekly strip that's about all the time time that i had to produce
1: Mm -hmm. honestly a
0: weekly strip's not enough i think it needs to be two to three times a week um there's a uh, girl genius is a great one out there um i think he publishes either twice a week or three times a week Phil Fogler, and then they grab that and they put it into graphic novels, and they do a Kickstarter for the graphic novels. And I've got several of the graphic novels, so that is a great one to go research and learn by.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But it's it's a way to always be moving forward, always producing. So, but it's there again. It's something to think about from the very beginning. What is your look and feel, and then where are you going to go with this once it's done?
1: right yeah and i know it sounds a lot like um two old guys talking about business and not having the fun of making the comics but you don't want to sit there with 75 pages of of a comic book that you just spent money on and you have no way or no clue where to go with it now had this
0: i always had
1: had all of this been around when i was a kid because i drew i drew back in the day when i was young i drew 10-page issues on loose-leaf paper with a cover. Right.
0: Wow.
1: I did 121 issues of that.
0: Holy smokes.
1: Right. I didn't have a lot of friends. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't go anywhere. I was always drawing these things. Right. um, It's funny because, and um, I know that that's excessive, but this is exactly going to your point. Um, I learned what does and doesn't work. From right. the time I was 12 until I was, you know, in my 20s, I, I drew all these things. Yeah. I, You learn that. Yes. Now, had I been doing all of this with what we have today, I would have uploaded every single one of those to a place like like Indie Planet or something. You know, that's the first place I would have gone. You know? Right, right. The print-on-demand store, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I figured I was pretty happy with the seven people who read my books every week or every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, and, and we'll get around to where we can take these and get them published, what? like any Planet right. Comicology, which is going to be mm-hmm. Amazon. Um, so and then distributors that right. whole world has changed oh, so oh, much, good time. yeah. Uh, and then you know, Kickstarters and the Indiegogo and stuff. So we'll right. definitely get yeah. in a lot of that stuff later. There's yeah. so many areas to go into, right? But, um, yeah, I. Wow. Yeah.
1: How, many, how many issues
0: did you do? 121. Wow. Yeah. You still have
1: them? That's a long, sad, pathetic oh, story I would no. not talk about. I wish I did because I could be like mining those for ideas. Yeah. I'd be like, That's wow, what I was that thinking. That's the stupidest thing I could ever, I could ever thought of. If yeah. I just tweak this, I bet you Just that a would little bit. <laughs> actually, some of my stories, I've actually seen like similar things happen in, in other. Yeah, I, that's probably not all that unique. I mean, to other creators who've drawn a lot like that, they probably run into issue stuff where they, hey, I did something similar like that, but I didn't right. sell it. I, you know, right? Yeah, I did a lot. It was called the Superman.
0: The Superman. All right. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was a team. Yeah, it was a team. Yeah, like a team Super book. in there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. One of, one of one of my one of my earlier comics I drew was captain volcano man
1: called captain volcano man
0: yes he was his what? his his cave was in a volcano of course you know yeah so yeah
1: so he was a captain. I that and he, too. Was, ca- he was a captain
0: too not major he was a captain so I think I liked captain America and batman sort of together <sighs>
1: yeah What's we' experience the hearts yeah. of
0: men yes. lava lava <laughs> hot lava yeah but uh yeah. only the
1: shadow knows
0: but yeah that didn't survive
1: no
0: so yeah definitely there's so many aspects i don't know we always go to the business end but that's important for you to figure out too
1: absolutely and, right. and
0: at the business end you got to decide book and fill who you're going to hire mm-hmm. what kind of art direction are you going how are you going to produce it and where it's going to go right
1: so absolutely yeah
0: yes that's a very uh, important and, and thing and it's
1: and it, it's it's it can be a little scary yeah. when you're hiring artists, you know, because um, I've done it. We've all done it. Well, all I mean, yes. you and me. It's yes. And
0: me. Many people have. Yes.
1: Right. Yeah. But I mean, it, it is, you know, then again, if you know, if you're reading comics, you probably have a local comic book store. Yes. And you can find. You can find artists there, too.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was down at the shop here. everybody um, knows me. Um, I had a comic shop 10, 13 years ago, sold it, and uh, it's still operating, and the new studio for Nostalgic Networks is in the shopping plaza that the store is in, okay. so I ran down there yesterday, because it was new comic book day, and I ran into Brian Level. Brian Level oh. does stuff for Image, Marvel, DC, everybody, and he's a local right. artist. so uh, we spoke, talked for a little while. I've met Brian forever. He did some Darkness Chronicles illustrations and stuff for me back in mm-hmm. the day. So uh, definitely local comic shop. You can hook up. You can find an artist. Or if you're an artist, you can find a writer. Um, definitely mm-hmm. is, is a place to start. Definitely yeah. go. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Good place See, to start.
1: I, I got to tell you, that seems like, I mean, I can't think of anything else except for just repeating what I've already said.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I think we I think we know that one. Okay. Something I wanted to share at the end of this is that yes. Sketch Magazine 47 will be coming out, um, but a little different than in the past. Uh, we're gonna go with a Kickstarter. We're gonna go directly to the audience. Um, so if you're seeing this, be sure to sign up for a newsletter. There'll be links and stuff either on Nostalgic Network or on Sketch Magazine or you can subscribe to our channel. Either way, you will be hearing more and more about this. Let me show you the cover. The cover for Sketch 47, I believe we may have a few Wyona Earp fans. And for some reason, my... Oh, there it is. Boom. Sketch 47 will feature my friend Bo Smith. Who is the creator of Wyana Wino Earp? Wayona Wino Earp? Wino Earp. That's the one on TV. I don't, did you get to watch that sci fi show? Oh, I don't, have, I don't oh, know. Oh, it's fantastic.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we actually talked to Bo about taking a comic book and making it into a TV show because um, he, you know, he got to know all the actors and get to know the writers and stuff from the TV show. And, uh, Looking forward to it. So 47. Cool. We hope to have the. Uh, change this back. We hope to have the preview. Is that what it's called for a Kickstarter where you can go ahead and you set it up? but It doesn't go live, but you can go in and bookmark it. Right. I think it's yeah. It's called a preview. I'm hoping to have the preview up the next two, three weeks. Um, and then we'll, of course, talk about it here. I'll have links in the different videos and then. Uh, That pushes us out to early March. So we're looking at mid to late March of doing the Kickstarter. I tell you right now, all the articles are already in. We're wrapping up the interview for that issue. Um, We've got some really cool things. Um, We reached out to the artist, Chris, who drew the issues for IDW. And he Mm -hmm. did us a pinup. And we're going to use that in the Kickstarter. So if you're one owner fan, you're going to want to follow this Kickstarter. Um, we also got some blue line products and we're going to reach out and create some new products just for this Kickstarter, like some sketchbooks and stuff like that. Some, right. some staple sketchbooks. So we're going through, we're having meetings, we're discussing all those items, getting pricing on it so we can offer it through the Kickstarter. So it will be coming along. Another thing is if you have questions, I could, today I created an email at sketch at dot you send me a message, it comes directly to me. It doesn't get filtered, it comes directly to me. Um, and Chris and I will do our best to try to find the answer, and then we will talk about and discuss it on the next video. Uh, that way we can do a little Q&A at the beginning or at the end of the videos and keep people, you know, if you ask, well, uh, what kind of paper? Uh, one thing we will discuss is traditional versus digital. A lot of that will come in as our future videos that we'll talk about.
1: Yep. So looking forward to that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That should be that should be interesting. And though I'm going, ah, my opinion's changing a little bit, I guess. But before, hey, it's all about business. And I was selling paper. So hey, what can yeah. I say? But um sketch at nostalgicnetwork.com. Just send us a message. I will gather them up. Chris and I would discuss them, then we'll do a QA for them. If we we'll get a bunch of them, we might do a special video or something for that. That'd be cool. So yeah, yeah, just yeah, do a that'd QA.
1: Cool.
0: I think it'd be fun. Yeah.
1: So that's what, yeah.
0: That's really all I've got. I wanted to just talk about I wanna talk about the sketch. I want to tell them about the email. And uh we're here all doing right. this. The only thing
1: I've got to say is I've got um to take volume two number one of freaks and gods i have to export it to the right size i have to create a back cover oh basically, that's a thing <laughs> so wow. i'm basically long story short bob you you know what that process is i'm preparing yeah. a book for, a, for for a printer
0: now do 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 you know what printer they use
1: i think they use give them a shout name. out
0: who is I it? The name
1: of it it's in wisconsin wisconsin I okay. used, yeah it was like you know about an hour. West of where I used to live.
0: Is it the one you used? No. No. Oh, <laughs> it's okay.
1: not the one I used. <laughs> well,
0: okay. Well, printers I, I'm will surprised be
1: surprised how they how they found it. But yeah, so I'm getting issue one, basically mm-hmm. ready to go to uh, to the publisher and then off to the printer. And... Okay.
0: So this is volume two, issue one, right. but it's really the story continuation. It would be issue it's issue five. Five okay right. cool but it's not just so the readers know
1: yeah every issue i try to do self-contained mm-hmm. um, it's just turned out that way mm-hmm. because i think we talked in the last video how a little bit you just want you just want to get right into it and i'm like i don't like to i don't waste words i just get into like and then this happens this happens done so that's why every issue is self-contained <laughs> But yeah so it's i'm going to put either on the cover or on the inside cover like i'm mm-hmm. going Issue
0: number. I like the legendary numbers on the cover yeah. personally, because if I'm to, seeing yeah. it on a rack, I yeah. want to know I read four. So this is five. He didn't forget me over here and start something all new.
1: Right. Okay. That, so that's that's my feeling.
0: That's my personal feeling on it. Right. Because you know you've only got seconds to sell them on a rack. True. Now, uh, if you I'm were really, not going to go to comic shops and you were doing nothing but digital and blah blah blah, it no, wouldn't God. matter. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah okay you sold me i'm putting it on the cover
0: all right
1: i'm gonna put it underneath the, the dollar amount and the and the yeah. but the thing is i don't want to call it like legacy numbering because this book's it's the fifth issue it's not like it's what? batman no. 725 or something you know i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna call it ongoing i think that should be fine Well okay. wait i have an idea if anyone watching is thinking no yes. chris that's stupid call it legacy Send Bob the an email and yeah, let maybe, me know. I will
0: forward it to Chris.
1: Yeah. Now, yeah.
0: how many emails can I make up here to get my get my way? Yeah.
1: yeah like, <laughs> Gee, Bob, right. this one's from a guy named Gusty Winds. Dusty, dusty <laughs> Winds, yeah. What's a school with a Gusty Winds and a Tippy Canoe? <laughs> These emails <laughs> don't seem real to me, Bob. Mm, dang.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. All right, we're going to wrap this one up, Chris. Thank you, mm-hmm. sir. Appreciate it. Yeah. And next fun. you know, what well, we're doing is we're discussing creating comics. Next week, we'll take the next step. So get out there. Write your story. Get you an artist. Think about it. We'll be back next week. Thanks. Awesome. Take care.
1: Thank Bye.
0: Hey, I thought that was good.
1: Yeah.